0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I am Larry Monkey, and you can find me at Larry Monkey on Twitter. And as always, we got the Mississippi hippie, the redneck hippie from Mississippi, Mr. Aaron DFF Justin Rogers.
1: I see the Mississippi hippie is making its comeback over here in the introduction. I hadn't heard that one in a while. <laughs>
0: Man, I'm, I'm excited. There's electricity running wild right now. This, this whole day has been, has been...
1: insane. And see, oh. you say the whole day, and I mentioned this uh, while we were chit-chatting before, but it's like two days. And for me, you know, that was kind of a big day yesterday when Calvin Ridley got exposed for being a moron. Yeah, well, uh, Falcons yeah. fan,
0: Falcons fan, yes. Right,
1: right, right, yeah. Although now they have like $11 million in free cat space. So, all right, right, I'm down. You know, we had so much happen that, like, this is going to be an easy show for you. We'll just lob things right over to you.
0: Oh, but, I see. But what we got, got, got a there. hard
1: hitter down low here.
2: <laughs> I picked up on that, win.
1: <laughs> I'm waiting all day for that when I was taking a shower this morning. I was like, <laughs> We're
2: going to lob this out with John
1: Lob. I got it. I got it. Yeah, baby, the gridiron scholar. What's up, man? Welcome back to the show.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I think this is the third year with you guys. I know yes, I you know, sometimes I lose track, the old man brain. When you reach a certain age, you, the years go by. <laughs> but you know, we couldn't have gotten more lucky. What a great combine weekend. Oh. I was in Valhalla hanging out in my TV room all weekend, writing, updating, going like crazy. And then the NFL, Major League Baseball wants to fall off the map. They want to have a lockout. No one gives a crap under the age of 30 in Major League Baseball. And the NFL just bestows us gifts from the heavens to keep them at the top of the sports page. It's just unbelievable on
1: march 7th the best news in sports is nfl football <laughs> just completely crazy the calvin ridley news feels like it was last year already
2: oh it's already
1: <laughs> it's Dude, news. yeah, yeah. forgot about that yeah Let's yeah, talk no, about quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> no, one, no one cares about the combine anymore. I hear the, the Aaron Rodgers news today, and it's like, okay, wow, cool. Aaron Rodgers signs a big deal. Then, like, in like less than an hour later, it's like, boom, this trade. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, inject this shit into my veins, man. I'm living for this right now. This is what it's all about. My mind's been, like, all over the place lately. I haven't really been focusing, like, on free agency and the timeline and all this stuff. But all this stuff is starting to bubble to the top now. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll, man. What better? better? Better guests post-combine. It was already, I was like, oh, can't can't wait to have Johnny uh, right post-combine. Then all of a sudden, his team, the Denver Broncos, make a blockbuster trade. What was going through your mind?
2: We have a team again. I mean, (laughs) it was so frustrating watching the Broncos for the last three years. Obviously, we had won a Super Bowl, so I give a team, and then Kate retired, right? So you give them a time. You know, they got to get readjusted. But, man, I'm sorry, Vic Fangio, great defensive coordinator. And he's put together a good defense. But in today's NFL, gentlemen, you got to throw the football. You got to put points on the board. You know, he's running a 1988 offense with a modern NFL defense. He can't win football games. We're going to talk about this in a second. But if you watch the Broncos, and I probably watched 14 of their 17 games, you see jerry judy wide goddamn open, okay. and i think it was nfl gen net. was it next gen stats jerry judy was the number one separator now i intuitively watching the game tape you were like oh my god he's open all day long <laughs> but then when i saw next gen stats like jerry judy averaged the most separation in the entire nfl last year and they literally could not get him the football. Between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, they could not get him the football. So let's say he's not number one. Let's say he's top six. Holy shit. We've all seen Russell Wilson thread the ball into DK and Tyler Lockett in the tiniest of spaces. This is going to be like a bonanza for Russell Wilson. Wow. if he's got thr- a wide receiver with two yards of separation.
0: Now the last time we saw you was at the NFL draft. you came on uh, <laughs> in the middle of our draft party and it was it was just it was on fire. the whole the whole evening was was money. You came on right after the Broncos passed on Josh Fields and the devastation and passion you unloaded it was very uh, moving do you still feel the same way i should you, would you prefer to have fields uh, over wilson right now
2: it, so if we had drafted wilson la- or fields last year i would have been completely happy right now with justin fields my quarterback heading into 2022 I never thought we'd get Rodgers. I just didn't see that as being a possibility, or it was a real, real long, like it was just asking too much. I didn't see Wilson at all. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. I would have been happy with Justin Fields, but if you had told me it was going to be between Fields and Wilson, I'm taking Wilson any day of the week. But I that was not what I was thinking. I'm shocked that the organization kept Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson. Hey, I'm not an NFL GM. I don't run an organization. But in my book, I would have gotten rid of Pete Carroll. I would have kept and made one more run with Russell Wilson because I think there's talent on that franchise. I would have gone for it with the quarterback. I mean, what is Pete Carroll now? 68, maybe 70? 70. And I'll say this. Just watching Seattle because I love DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and we all have Russell Wilson probably on our fantasy teams. So you watch Seattle. God, their offense is bad. I mean, it's just unbelievably un. It, uh, it's not creative, right? Come on, man, you gotta change with the times, and it's just so frustrating. So I think I would have brought in a young offensive coordinator. I would have tried to make one last run with Russ. Because now basically Seattle's in the Denver boat. How do we get a quarterback, right? I mean, that's and that's harder than finding a coach, I think. I think I'd rather search for a coach than a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's any question in this in today's NFL.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the quarterback's harder. Hey, I've been without one since Peyton Manning. I mean, look at Jets fan up there. Yeah. Ask Larry how long he's been looking. I
0: know. That's why when you were just like, yeah, man, times have been tough. We really haven't won a Super Bowl in like three years. <laughs> 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 Are you kidding me?
1: Larry's <laughs> like, let me tell you about 68. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, like negative, uh, negative. Yeah, He's like, not in my lifetime. Yeah, me exactly. too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you think the Seahawks do, man? I mean, they have these draft picks now. Yeah, are, are they going to? I mean, have Drew Locke, are they going to take on, bring a draft a young guy? Or are they just maybe they should start building from within? What do you think?
2: So I've now come to a new conclusion. When I'm kind of looking at teams rebuilding, I think we make a mistake and we go for the quarterback and we put him on a team with no talent. If I'm the Seahawks, I'm going to draft some defensive linemen because it is loaded on defense this year. Build the defense. Next year's draft is better at the quarterback position. It doesn't matter if you bottom out. Then go get a quarterback if you have to next year with some talent around them on that team first. I actually think the Lions are doing it the correct way, surprisingly. I I know, look, they're building up the talent. Jared Goff is a bridge right? You know they're not, he's not going to be there three years from now when they hope this talent blossoms. So what are you going to do? Draft a defensive lineman. It's loaded at the number two pick. You see them putting together more talent. And then what do you do? Then you go get the quarterback for 2023 and hopefully blossom in 2024 because the value we all know The best contract in the NFL is the rookie five-year contract at the quarterback position. There is no greater value in the NFL. Build a team and then insert the young quarterback instead of inserting the young quarterback and trying to build the team around him. I actually think the lines, and that's what I would do if I'm Seattle. You know what? Pete, right out the year, dude. If you you make the playoffs, we bring you back. If you don't, goodbye. Yeah, but the only problem with
1: that—the only problem with that—is that John Schneider would probably be on the cut list too. So So in his mind, does he go, "Okay, we just punt this year, and I'm out," or does he? Yeah. So the problem is, you have
2: to have an owner who steps in right now and basically tells Schneider, "Sorry, dude, you're not drafting the quarterback here. We're looking at five years down the line," because (laughs) you're right, Schneider is going to go for his job.
1: Right. And Both that's not the be best decoration.
2: long-term yeah. interest of the franchise.
1: Agreed. Um, I've seen you know, that every year. Agreed. But then again, they're not thinking about the franchise at every step. They're thinking about their job as well. That's oh, their absolutely. And that's why they probably- I think it's gonna be hard to convince Carol and Schneider, who's been around since 2010, yeah. and Carol who's 70. And both of them are kind of on the hot seat based on the Ooh, way the franchise yeah. the direction they're going. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard to convince them to not do something at quarterback, whether it's a draft or whether it's going and getting Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo or or, something. or, something. Some or
0: Mitch Trubisky or Jameis Winston. Or, yes, you know, I guess a lot of these guys. How there.
1: bad Mitch Trubisky is apparently. Apparently, Mitch Trubisky went to Buffalo and is now a top ten quarterback because everybody <laughs> wants to see him in the field again. What the what the hell happened in the world? Hey. Dude, it's you know what? If you get that
2: first round draft capital, specifically top five, you're in the NFL for ten years, no matter how bad you are. Oh, it's Lane Gabbard is still collecting a paycheck. I mean, <laughs> he's still floating. The world
1: man. is still playing
0: it. I mean, come on. What the how hell about is the this? How about this one? So, Seattle has this draft capital
1: now. Deshaun
0: yeah. Watson needs a needs a trade partner.
1: It's man. a better
2: team than he's got in
1: Houston. Yeah. That's not a crappy team if Watson's on it. No. But the it's problem not. is they're gonna, they just they just released Bobby Wagner. They have talent, they got we DK have.
2: and and they got Metcalf. They got Lockett, and you have Rashad Penny. And look, he looked good. And I think Carroll likes him, so he's going to keep him. So there is talent, obviously the quarterback, but this is a point where I think the owners gotta step in because you've got to look at 2024, 2025. There's no way Pete Carroll's there in 2025.
0: Are you buying or selling your Seahawks?
2: I'm not giving away Metcalf. I can't give away top shelf talent. No, Matt. So if someone offered me a number one, I might consider it depending on my roster construction. He's 24 (laughs) and he's still just physically imposing player. And I would say this, maybe, maybe he might get more garbage time. I mean, if the Seahawks Seahawks are bad, maybe they just start chucking it in the fourth quarter. Look at what Deshaun Watson did, you know, two years ago in the fourth quarter (laughs) when the Texans were bad, right? Right. So I can't – I like DK. Yes, obviously right now it's not a good situation to quarterback. However, I'm not just giving away. He's too valuable of a piece.
0: Well, what's funny is – so. Back to Seattle, real quick. They paid two firsts for Jamal Adams. They only get two firsts for Russell Wilson.
1: Okay, I don't know. You could say they only get two firsts. They get two firsts, two seconds, and three players.
2: Jamal Adams is a bad trade, not because yeah. Adams is a good player. It's really they just gave up way too much future capital, which prevented them from moving around and upgrading that organization. You could make the argument the reason they're in the boat right now, and maybe there's more behind Russell Wilson than we knew, hmm. but you can make the argument the reason they had to do this trade is because of the awful situation they put themselves in with Jamal Adams. I mean, last year they didn't have a first-round pick, right?
0: Right, right. They didn't yeah, have one this year. year until this.
2: Yeah. So they put themselves – and, and I, Look, I love Jamal Adams, but you, you can't win with the safety paying them that much money. It's just – It just doesn't make sense financially on your salary cap. You know, like if the Jets had won a Super Bowl with Adams, then you'd give them the money. But not if you're Seattle paying that much money for them. No way.
0: I dig it because now they get a top 10 pick. I don't know. What do you think, man? I think the Jets go stud wide receiver.
2: I don't think they should. Did you see their defense? It started to play a little bit better at the end. And there's wide receivers in the second and third round. I would double dip in the second and third round at wide receiver.
0: Like Pickens in the second? What do you think? Yeah, Late, Pickens yeah.
2: in the second, Justin Ross in the third. Maybe, maybe you don't want that much injury risk. Shaquille Shakur yeah, right. in the third round. I mean, there's no way I'm going wide receiver. that. Not with this defensive talent, no, man. No, right. There's too many. Look at Jordan. What if Jordan Davis is sitting there? Can you not <laughs> draft that man after you saw him at the Combine? <laughs> I mean, I'm dead as a, serious.
1: As the a Georgia fan, it, what he did the other day was just ridiculous.
2: Now, yeah. I've said this and if you listen to my CFF podcast. Yeah, I think that Georgia defense was as good as any defense I've ever seen. The great yeah. Miami Hurricane defenses, and I said this all the time. That was the fastest defense I had ever seen in the front seven ever. And you, you know what? They went to the combine, and they proved they were the goddamn fastest defense. Ever. Everyone,
1: everyone wanted to, wanted to try to hit the edges against him, and it you just couldn't. Could, you couldn't dude, You could not. You yep.
2: could, not, you could <laughs> not get anywhere near the outside <laughs> against Georgia. Those linebackers closed so fast. It was and then and then Jordan Davis. Anyone who watched the team, he's just come on, man. You know, I mean, what if he's Aaron Donald? There's a possibility. I don't think he's as well. you see athletically, he is. He is. He doesn't man. look that way on tape. But what if you get Aaron Donald and Jordan Davis, dude?
1: He's a bigger specimen, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't think I'd, think I'd
0: rather get hit by Aaron Donald than that guy. I mean, <laughs> dude, I
1: mean, Aaron Donald's six foot 288 or something like that. This guy's 6'4, 350. He's hauling ass. Oh, dude, if, if he got a
2: speed, if he was up to full speed and he hit you, you might wake up Tuesday afternoon, man. I mean, he is a load, but he's so strong. I mean, dude, you just take this guard in the center. You just destroy. He doesn't even have to do anything. He just destroys your guard in center, man.
0: We should just jump right into the combine. But first, I didn't give you a proper introduction, man. I know you're kind of a friend of the show, regular guest <laughs> at this point. But you I mean, you can find John Lobb at GridironSkull91, S-C-H-O-L-9-1 does all that fantasy football the FF diehards the NFL draft bible that whole series is amazing i listen to all those that you do with matt hicks yeah matt hicks yeah yes
1: <laughs>
0: yeah man there's they're the perfect little just like quick analysis 15 minutes 20 minutes you get what you need and it's like oh let me oh, oh they're talking about this guy now awesome you just let your podcast platform just run and it'll just bam 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 next thing you know you're through like four or five guys and you're like awesome now i know all about these guys
2: uh thank you very much we we wanted to educate people in a 10 to 15 minute segment you know because obviously not as many people have as much time as i sit around watching this in college football so there are lots of listeners who are brand new like rashad white we 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 did a profile on him There's lots of people playing NFL fantasy football who don't know who Rashad White is. So you have to give them. I mean, I just love college football, love college fantasy football. So I know all these players by, you know, November. You know, actually, I know them before the summer starts. We have to assume that there's lots of people who don't know them yet. So, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Give you a nice background profile of this player.
0: When the combine was happening, and we scheduled you. It was just like, oh, this is perfect because now the combine is going to have we we have all these combine questions. We get hit up this guy with. I mean, I think it's time to fire away. What do you think, Justin?
1: I think let's let's grill him now. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> let's put him at the plate.
0: <laughs> you watch college football. Your your analysis is all pretty much done at this point. Does the combine have any effect on grades? It does, but what I'm looking for
2: is outliers. I'm not it won't really adjust a middle type player, if that makes any sense. If the guy runs a 4-5-4 four, four or 4-5-0, four, oh, doesn't really affect me. Sure. But a player like Kyren Williams, oh. who just absolutely pooped the bed, oh. you can't be small and slow in the NFL, my friends. No. You know, you, you, you gotta be fast and small, or you gotta be huge and average you cannot be small and slow Kyren williams tumbled out of my top 10. i had a wow. pre-draft i loved the film but he was so small you can't be under 200 at the running back you can't run less than a 4-6 oh my god jordan davis at 345 ran faster than Kyren williams i mean oh my god like I just don't even know what to say. <clears throat> you know, you're 194 pounds, a 344 pound man can chase you down.
1: Byron <laughs> that- Williams just turned into you know Eno Benjamin. He's yeah, gonna be a I late mean, day three pick, I think. And it's just it got ugly for him. With yeah,
2: that. I'll say this. I've never moved a quarterback up or down on the combine. Ever. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes. I anyone who's telling me they watching a quarterback throw the ball in shorts is any good, just stop it. You need to watch more football. It means nothing. Literally, I don't care about the pro days of quarterbacks. I watched three years of tape on some (laughs) quarterbacks, and you're telling me in his shorts, oh, my God, he can throw. Hmm. Please, stop it, man. I mean, that's (laughs) absurd. I don't use the combine for anything. And then people, I, I mean, this is my favorite. Oh, Desmond Ritter is athletic. No shit. (laughs) He's been the quarterback in Cincinnati for four years. You didn't know he was athletic? (laughs) Hello? I mean, he might be a little more athletic than you thought, but you didn't know that? Did you not ever watch the Cincinnati Bearcats, but you're analyzing quarterbacks? I mean, come on, man. What are you doing out here? Mm. So I've never changed, ever changed a quarterback on combine that's just absolutely absurd he is throwing in shorts right stop it stop it now running backs important looking for outliers we found one i just gave you an example also tyler algier fell for me he too slow come on man you're running a four five eight not as bad as guy ren williams ironically but (laughs) you need to get in that four five five and under and then wide receivers, I'll tell you why I use it. I love the group of five. Absolutely love group of five football. But the reality is, in the overwhelming 95% of the routes, the wide receivers are not playing NFL-level defensive backs.
1: Yeah, you can't even tell how fast they're moving. It's, it's, like-
2: very, it's very hard to tell. Like someone was like, oh, wow, Garrett Wilson fast. Yeah, I knew that. That was obvious. He's playing Ohio (laughs) State against NFL defensive backs. Jameis Williams, wow, he's fast. Yeah, you think so? SEC defensive backs, burning them for 70 yards? Nah, not fast. Of course he's fast. But the guys at the group of five, they're burning players, and you just can't necessarily tell how fast they are. So I use the senior bowl for one-on-one drills. I want to see how they get off the line of scrimmage and press coverage. And can they get some separation? And then I go to combine with the G of five wide receivers. And I need to know how fast they are and their agility. Because are they elite athletes who improved, slipped through the cracks at the high school level, right? They took to their coaching. They listened. They mature, right? You never know for sure. Sky Moore. He ran a 4-4-1. He had a 4-3-2 in the 20-yard shuttle, 7-1-3 in the three-cone drill. He can compete at the NFL level athletically. At Western Michigan, he was unbelievable on tape. Unbelievable. Off the charts, he was great. But he's playing the MAC Conference. The that Conference might not have a defensive back drafted this year. So, so how did I know Sky Moore was any was really a great athlete? I I, I did it, but you know what? He posts those times at 195, 5'10". Well, he's an NFL athletic wide receiver. So, I, you know, th- those are the types of guys. You want to talk about the outlier? David Bell. I've been on Team David Bell for three years. When I was scouting Rondell Moore three years ago, David Bell replaced him at Purdue, smashed as a breakout freshman on campus, 232 career receptions. He went out and ran a four six five, mm-hmm. as a wide receiver. I was scared that he might run a four five, like a four five two. I was like, "Oh, four five two would be bad for an NFL wide receiver." He Ran a four six five. Am I the worst <laughs> out there? Fucking guy at three forty can just shit, fucking run some guy over. I mean, <laughs> please. I mean, think about it. A four hundred, a three hundred and 45-pound man outran a 178-pound, no 212-pound wide receiver.
0: Oh, uh, that's nuts.
2: I can't, I, I mean, he's um Tyler Johnson now coming out of Minnesota. And unfortunately, Tyler Johnson has done nothing with the Buccaneers. Mm. And he even had opportunities this year. To me, David Bell and Kyron Williams, when you are that bad, I have to pay attention. Does that does that kind of I'm looking for the outlier?
0: Yeah, that's nuts, man. So, what do you think about the quarterback position, Justin? What do you think about the quarterback position this year? Uh, everyone's talking shit about the QBs.
1: I wish people could see my face right now because I don't, I don't have much to say about them. Look, okay, <laughs> from an NFL perspective, I don't think any of these guys are studs. From a fantasy perspective, I think Corral could be decent. I think Malik Willis, if he ever learns to throw the ball, is going to be solid. But who knows how long their careers are? Because are they going to get to a second contract and actually get an extension and, and continue starting, or are they basically three-year guys? Maybe maybe that fourth, and then they're done by their fifth year. You know, I don't I don't know. That's when my you- fear about every one of these guys. Is got- somebody will pop. There's no doubt. Some some one of these quarterbacks. Who knows which one it'll be? One of these quarterbacks will pop.
2: So- one guy. I, you know, one guy is going to surprise us. I do. Think it's better than people give it credit for. The problem is, we don't have the beacon of light, Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck, sitting at the very top. No. When, when you don't have that franchise player, people are going to assume that the position isn't as strong. I think the top four guys, and there's now consensus. If you had me on about 10 weeks ago, There wasn't complete consensus. Now the top four, there's consensus. Willis, Howell, Corral, and um, Kenny. People have them in different – everyone, I have not seen very many people have them in the same order. One of those four are going to be very good, much better than we give them credit for. Right. Which one, I'm going Sam Howell. He's my number one. I know I'm alone on that. Uh Dude, the numbers are incredible. I'll (laughs) say this. You have to be careful with film assessment. And to me, the numbers tell a narrative also. And I agree that at times, Sam Howell can be frustrating. But when you look at a body of work of 37 complete games and you look at his numbers, they're ridiculous. He's by far the best producer in the class. Now, it's not like he was in a spread offense. This is this is Matt Brown, a little more traditional. This isn't Tim Tebow of Florida. You know, this isn't one of the. You know, this isn't Alex Smith at Utah. This isn't a crazy offense. He played in a pretty standard wide open throwing game. You know, in an offense, I think he's getting way underlooked, and he's more athletic than people give him. He had over 800 yards rushing, you don't just get 800 yards rushing. The arm strength is there, yes. Can he look frustrating? Absolutely. Does he have the best footwork? No. Is he the best mechanical thrower? No. But you know what? Don't results mean something at the end of the day? Like I'm tired of looking pretty and sucking. I want <laughs> I want numbers on the field. And can Sam Howell improve? Yes. Like you have to, I've learned from Josh Allen my mistake on him because his numbers were ugly. Go back, look at Josh Allen's numbers at Wyoming. Oh, they are ugly. Yeah. And what happened? Good coaching, good people around him. He's a good listener, he's a learner. He got better. Sam Howell has room for improvement. And I think Sam Howell might, if you look at the kind of the draft board, Sam Howell's going to be there for Pittsburgh if they don't oh,
0: trade down. I, I just see him in a Steelers uniform. Oh, for some reason. Dude,
2: it's a ready-made offense for him. Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, Chase Claypool, Mike Tomlin. I mean, that's what you want, <sighs> right? I mean, the young man, they'll only tell him – you know what, son? We're going to throw the ball less than 500 times. Najee, you ready for 280 carries? <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> and, and that's how you develop a young quarterback. Now, what if it's Kenny Pickett there? I would say the same thing. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you a question. I've said this to a lot of people. Dynasty football. Malik Willis is a Panther or Kenny Pickett on the Steelers? If you're taking Malik Willis, you're drunk. You're drunk. Kenny Pickett, you gotta bet on the organization. You have to bet on the Dynasty football on the organization.
1: I don't necessarily Uh, disagree with that because
2: Carolina Panthers (laughs) over Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Please.
1: I think there's something to be said for that, for this reason. If you get on a team with a good solid coaching staff and, and good players, your team can be decent without you being great. Oh, absolutely. You know, and this is the only reason that Josh Allen is still the quarterback is because he went 10 and six in the second year, even though he sucked, you know, yeah. even though he wasn't a great passer, the team went 10 and six. And so they kept him. If oh, they yeah. go six and 10, he could be, you know, he could be Sam Darnold. He could be, you know, Josh Rosen's a pretty extreme, but he could be Dwayne Haskins, you know, all these guys that didn't get much of an opportunity because they were terrible, you know, and then moved on.
2: Look at, I'm going to give you the best example that people have asked me. There's now rewritten history going on. Mac Jones goes to the Jets. Wilson, Zach Wilson goes to the Patriots. You're telling me Zach Wilson doesn't play better with Bill Belichick and and Josh McDaniels? And do you really think Mm -hmm. that Mac Jones would have had a better season in New York than he did in New England with Belichick and, and McDaniels?
1: Please, no chance. No, <laughs> no one's having no. a better season with the Jets.
2: And, and, and Will and Wilson was a better prospect from a tools standpoint, from an athletic tools standpoint. Now, did Mac Jones fit Belichick and McDaniel's system better for what they wanted to do? Sure. Yes, was it a better football team? Oh my god, please, you're banking on the Patriots over the Jets. I mean, that's what happened. Seriously, imagine Mac Jones being the Jets quarterback and imagine Zach Wilson going to New England. I mean, everything is different around those two young men.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. The thinking about the organization when you're selecting a player.
2: Especially at the quarterback. Especially at the quarterback position.
0: Because Darnold went before in drafts in 2018. Darnold went well before Josh Allen in drafts. And and Lamar Jackson for that matter.
2: You know what? We all screwed up on. Now I got Lamar Jackson in the 3rd round of Dynasty because I couldn't pass. No one wanted him. Yeah. But we all should have. and I'm learning. I'm always learning. I should have bet on Harbaugh and Ozzy Newsom.
1: For, yeah. yeah. Over the, the New
2: York Jets any yeah. day of the week. What was hmm. I thinking? Seriously. I mean, right. it was, yeah, I don't think there's a was, question on that one. It, it was here me right in the face. It was, it was. Right? The
0: <laughs> all of
1: us. stuff from from this perspective like looking at it from the the franchise perspective, easy to dismiss Josh Allen because the Bills had never been anything in 25 years. They had, they've sucked. So the Ravens, I mean, they've had their head on straight for, you know, a couple decades now.
2: Lamar Jackson's a better example than Josh. Josh Allen is the ultimate outlier. He became MVP. He changed around an organization and he wasn't very good in college. I mean, just incredible story. Lamar Jackson's a Heisman winner. Unbelievable yep. production, and he goes to one of the top four franchises in the NFL. Yeah, and yeah that we screwed
1: him. that one up. Yep, no doubt about it. Yeah. I did, too. So, He's Yeah, I Josh a good Allen, team.
2: I don't feel bad on whiffing on Josh Allen.
1: So I don't. How do you feel about <laughs> Willis if he ends up on the Steelers?
2: You know, I, I'm betting I, I would take him. I believe in Tomlin. Hmm.
1: I wonder if – I do.
2: That, I, I mean, I'd be foolish not to.
1: I wonder if the hype dies a little bit on Willis. You know, the Senior Bowl hype got out of hand. And then during the game, what do you go two for four for like yeah, eleven he yards and he, and he threw none of that really matter? But the hype during the week during during practice and all was just insane. And then it's slowly gotten quieter and quieter, and people are like, Yeah, Malik Willis is my one on one and super flex, but no one's real passionate about it right now. You know?
2: No, because there's a wide degree of outcomes with Malik Willis. Yeah. He he could be fantastic and he could bomb
1: exactly like like there
2: is a wide walk like Matt Jones once he became a patriot it was a very small avenue ceiling the floor right you knew it was a nice little player a good player on a great organization right it was a matter he was probably going to throw 18 touchdowns but maybe he throws 24 right next year 20 to 26 right that's That's what you're looking at, right? They're going to win 11 games. It's New England, right? And he's going to be a good – he's going to be a better NFL quarterback than fantasy quarterback. But he's still a great number two in a super flex league. But can Mac Jones ever hit the Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson ceiling? No way. (laughs) Right? There's just no way.
0: So how many first rounders? I mean, we mentioned those four quarterbacks. So those are all first round NFL uh, draft night. We're going to be seeing these QBs come off the board.
2: I I have a first round grade on only two: Pickett and Howell. Okay. But all four are going in the first round.
0: Hmm. Could there be a fifth?
2: Desmond Ritter's the X factor, and I hear some scouts and some buzz. There are people who really, really like Desmond Ritter, and we know in the NFL, all it takes is that like. Josh McDaniel in Denver. All you need is that one team, that one coach to say, you know what? I like Desmond Ritter, (laughs) right? That's all you need. So let's say, you let's go to the absurd Tampa Bay. They need a quarterback. What if you are Bruce Arians and the other four are off the board and you're looking at Desmond Ritter and you want to bank on athleticism with a team that's Super Bowl talent, you might they might take a Desmond Ritter. Now, I think that's another sneaky place for Sam Howell. Oh.
1: That's a, that, Who's? The, with, but let's that's be realistic. Who's the yeah. veteran that ends up in Tampa Bay? Because they're they're franchising Chris Goblin for a second year. Like this is they 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 got to be thinking they want to win something this year. It's not oh, going to be a rookie, is it? Not well, starting.
2: You see, so now this is interesting, right? Arians is very old. And Brady is gone. You have to narrowly thread this kind of franchise through the next three years. And you're getting an opportunity of a top-shelf, lowest-salary quarterback on a five-year deal with a ready-made offense and a decent defense.
0: Great offensive line.
2: This is the year you do it because – You can win with him and then make the transition from an older team to a younger team if you hit the home run. See, that's the advantage of drafting late now in the NFL. You draft Ritter. Hey, if it doesn't work out, Arians is gone. The team got old. You let rid of Dominic Sue. You get rid of all those guys, and you just start over. But I might be able with an athletic quarterback I might be able to survive and get to the playoffs where anything can happen. Because remember, if he brings in a veteran, what's the problem? Salary cap. You're going to have to pay much more money. Yeah. You're not going to have to pay for this young quarterback. And you have a ready-made roster around him. Sam Howell would look great in pewter and gold sitting down there.
0: Oh, man. I'm excited to where he goes. I took him in a Debbie league a few years ago. Uh, and and after, after like, when he was a big up-and-comer, and then he kind of, kind of fizzled there. So I'm rooting for him, basically. So when I listened to your guys' NFL draft, I was excited to hear it, too.
2: I know, my friend, that I'm higher on Howell than the most. I know right. that. But I'm very bullish on him.
0: Your logic makes perfect sense. He had, I mean, he he had he was stripped from what about four NFL players on his offense? Four:
2: Michael Carter, Javante Williams, Daz Newsom, and Diami Brown, and three offensive linemen left. Yeah, so... I mean, that's that's asking a lot in college football, my friend.
0: These running backs, uh, what do you think, man? Because everyone's kind of shitting on them too. Like Not anymore.
1: Never done 40
0: times.
2: I always had Brees Hall at the top of my board, but I had a second round grade. I it's he's a very interesting athlete because when you watch him, he's patience and he looks slow at times on tape. 4 3 9. The man is fast as crap. You oh. don't go to 217 and run a 4 three, 9 He's now a first round pick. He's too fast, too big, my friend. 82 career receptions, five, 5.5 yards per carry, 34, sorry, scrimmage yards, dominator, 34%. He's a three down back from day one. And I've said this all year. If you've listened to me, any podcast, anywhere, he's a better prospect than David Montgomery. I always, I've said it for a year now, he's a better prospect than Montgomery. And Montgomery's a serviceable NFL running back. There's nothing wrong with David Montgomery. The Bears got many more problems than Montgomery. And Brees wow. Hall is better, my friends. He is a he might go in the first round. I have a first-round grade now. And I'll have to admit, I did not think Kenneth Walker was going to run a 4-3-8. I don't know the last time a Big Ten running back, other than Jonathan Taylor, who shocked us all, Kenneth Walker basically did the same thing on a 4-3-8. I mean, at 2-11, 5-9? Woo. I still have a second round grade on Walker. I don't think he sneaks into the first. I really, if Javonta Williams didn't go in the first round last year. Yeah. I think Javonta Williams would a, was a better prospect than Kenneth Walker. And what was um, Javonta like the third pick of the second round, something like that. Yeah. They traded
0: up for him. They did. Yeah.
2: So Kenneth Walker, I don't have him that high, but he's clearly an NFL back. Those two, are clearly NFL backs on dynasty teams. The problem is we still don't know what I, at, Isaiah Spiller's raw athletic ability is. We've got to get something on him, and mm-hmm. he didn't run at the combine. That is kind of that tells me a
1: little bit. Yeah, are Not you buying the whole uh, strained abductor? I think he had someone
2: in his ear saying, "Son, you're running a four-five-five. Five. Don't do so, it today. Don't do it.
1: Don't do it in the national. I state. could be
2: wrong. I mean." This is just my gut instinct. Rashad White's the X Fact. I have him at number four on my rankings right
0: now. Ooh, let me write that down. See, Six this is foot, what I'm talking about, Justin. Rashad White.
2: <laughs> Six foot, two fourteen. Love the tape at Arizona State. But I didn't know really what his athletic ability is. It looked great, but it was on, is in the Pac 12, right? He's a JUCO transfer. So you never exactly know. He went out and ran a 448. He went below a four-five, at two ten. <laughs> he had fifty-one career receptions in a year and a half. Because remember, he he played his first two years at JUCO, and remember uh-huh. the Pac-12. He only played four games in 2020. Wow. He had fifty-one receptions basically in like 14 games.
0: So He doesn't have a big resume.
2: No, but He's then flying he under runs, the radar. Yeah, then he runs that six-point-three yards a carry. Thirty percent team market share of scrimmage yards.
1: Oh, right. You know we were talking about that Georgia speed earlier, oh. and then okay. Z- Zeus, Zamir White, and yeah. uh, James Cook both got there, run four four and four four two.
2: They both moved yeah. up into my top seven.
1: I think they have to, but they do. I'm just curious: uh, are they going to be late day two picks? Do you think? They I do. I think,
2: I think. I think after the 64th pick, so third round. <laughs> I think they're all; those two are in play immediately. Yeah. And if you love college football, the SEC there's an SEC bias. And you know what? If you're going to make a mistake on a running back, sure is a pretty nice place to make a mistake on an SEC running back, yeah. especially especially from Georgia.
1: I was shocked both those guys ran that fast. I thought yeah. they were like. You know, four four eight to four five three—that range. You know, that's
2: what I thought. I did not think Samir White is two fourteen. Ran a four four zero. Yeah. James Cook. Now he's a he's one ninety nine, which is okay. I'd rather have him be two zero three, but one ninety nine, okay. Ran a four
1: four two. He's got that uh, NFL pedigree.
2: He does. Look at.
1: So this is what happened.
2: General managers looking at their numbers. They're looking at everything. Oh, he's Dalvin's younger brother. Oh, he played at Georgia. Oh, he's a great pass catcher. 67 (laughs) career receptions at Georgia.
1: And that's a lot for a Georgia back.
2: It's a ton of a Georgia. If you want Georgia, they are literally 1970s Ohio State.
1: (laughs) I mean, they are first down
2: run, second down run, third down throw. (laughs) And he was in a dual threat backfield like Javonta Williams and Michael Carter. So I think both of them are third-round picks.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting. That would shake up some second-round NFL – or second-round uh, rookie drafts right there.
2: I mean, look, what if James Cook or Zamir White end up in Atlanta? I mean, all of a sudden you're giving them – if they get the starting spot, you know, Mike Davis ain't cutting it.
1: I want to see Kenneth Walker in Atlanta. That's oh, a fan. That's a fit for me.
2: And that would be a nice – let's see what they got in the second round. I have it. Uh, only has the first round, darn it, right here. I don't oh, yeah.
1: know. What are they, two, they drafted the eighth spot, like 208 or something like that?
2: Let's see. Yeah, it would be about 208 if ever, if they didn't trade it away. Yeah, Kenneth Walker is going to go right around that territory, yeah. I think. Seems about right. Then they have to
1: pull the Broncos and move up just a few spots. Well,
2: you know, if you look at the board, Jacksonville doesn't need one. Detroit doesn't need one. The Jets, I doubt. The Giants, I doubt. Carolina, no way. Chicago, no. Then it's Atlanta. You know what? Yeah. One of those running backs is one of those three. Spiller is mostly the third consensus. One of those three are going to definitely be there for Atlanta. I don't picture Houston. Why would you take a running back at that spot? Houston needs everything.
1: Everything, but yeah. Get perfect.
2: defense. Just get some boys who play defense. There's some quality at the running back spot. There, there, there's not, it's not that Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey. Dalvin Cook,
0: Joe Mixon,
1: yeah,
2: Joe Mixon. It's not that, but it's good. It's good, and landing spots going to mean a lot. But there's there's some talent here.
1: It's a lot of speed, is what it is. Oh, this is the fastest, the fastest combine that I can. I I don't know statistically if that's true, but of any that I can remember, this is the fastest combine.
2: I was. It seems I do think I read on Twitter someone posted it that the running backs and the wide receivers ran the fastest they've ever done. And I've never seen offensive linemen. What did they have? Eight offensive yeah, linemen under a that's 5-0?
0: Track. Come on. Woo! No.
2: It, makes you,
1: it makes that's you amazing. like wonder what really, with all these four four X, you got you know Damian Pierce down there almost a 4-6 running 4-5-9. That's a guy I thought was gonna have a little bit of wheels on him. And I think he's that kind of fell apart for him.
2: Yeah, I moved him down my rankings. The thing is the NFL is gonna like him because he's so physical
1: yeah uh-huh.
2: but i agree i'm not i won't i don't think i'll own him in a dynasty league
1: we didn't get a whole lot of disappointments out of the running back position as far as 40s go which was nice
2: no other than kyron williams it was no and, disaster right. other oh he, my was a, he was but, a disaster
1: like 194 pounds or whatever running the slowest 40th amongst the running backs that's that's a death nail that's a
2: He might go in round six or compensatory. Like, it's bad, dude.
1: So we got any
0: famous wide receivers in this group or what, man? I I love – I mean, probably
2: our listeners, if you're listening to us, you already know how strong this is. I have four clear-cut first-rounders, and I have a fifth-round grade, but I'm not as sold on the fifth one. But Garrett Wilson, forget about it. Can't cover him. Traylon Burks. Come on, 6'2, 225. I don't care that he ran a 4'4.5. That's not how he's winning. He's winning physicality on the field. Jamison yeah. Williams, we don't have a 40 time, but the ACL, his film is just beyond spectacular. Jamison Williams is great. Drake London, I like him. Some people like him a lot. I have him at number four. Some people have him. I've seen him as high as number one. Mm-hmm. I have my concerns about separation, but that's not how he wins. He wins other ways. I do like Drake London. Chris Olave, first, he's my fifth guy. Some some analysts love Chris Olave more than I do. I do have a first round grade, but I don't think he's a guaranteed smash. Now I could be wrong, and some people absolutely love him. And then we got second round Bonanza gentlemen. Wow. Yeah. Jahan Dotson, John Mechie, George Pickens. Take your pick, landing spot. Where do they land? unbelievable all are a little different Dotson's the home run hitter he just flies now he didn't run he ran a 4-4-3 which is good now I, I thought he might do a 4-3-9 you mm. know 4-4-3 is all right Mechie is your professional he's your number three wide receiver he'll have 65 catches for 800 yards and seven touchdowns I mean he's just a professional NFL receiver NFL is going to love him coming out of Alabama. He's going to get the SEC bump, Alabama bump. Like him a ton. I don't know if he's ever going to be a 1,400-yard receiver, but he he's a he's very solid with a thousand-yard upside. George Pickens, see, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit.
1: I think him running in the four-four is what 4-4, four-four seven. That's a
2: like, second-round grade now. He's done yeah, he's second like, round.
1: He solidified. Because there were a lot of people that thought he wouldn't run faster than four five. I, I, I agree. I, I saw him run run by defenders in college, so I, I didn't think he was that slow. But him coming off the ACL and being able to run four four seven, I think six he...
2: and six, three, 195, dude. And yeah. he's physical and mean. If you have George Pickens, you got some. You got to keep him calm sometimes because he's been thrown out of some games down at Georgia. Talking <laughs> smack, and he he's he, I I would you know what he is. He's the guy you love on your team. If George Bickens is your teammate, you are so pumped. If you're oh, yeah. playing against George Pickens, you absolutely can't stand the man. Like he is driving you nuts because he's yapping, he's talking, he, he's just physical with you. He's going to drive you nuts. Love him. Then we have two fascinating group of five guys. Wow. Draft capital is going to determine everything. Are they second or third rounders? Sky Moore, we talked about him, Western Michigan. If he goes into the second round, oh, that means the NFL likes him as much as I do. And I have to like Christian Watson. 6'4, ran a 4'3'6. Yeah. He's a day one starter on special teams. Day <laughs> one starter kick returner. 6'4, 208. And he looked good at the Senior Bowl. So, I heard about this young man at North Dakota about last November. I have to be honest. I didn't know who Christian Watson was. Came across the name. I was like, oh, let me look. Saw him in the playoffs. But it was North Dakota State, FCS level. You don't really know who he's playing against. They're not a high-volume passing game. If you see the Bisons, they're going to run the football. They're going to beat you up. And then they go over the top with some big plays. And that's what Watson did. I need to see him very impressive at senior bowl week. He got immediate separation. He beat press coverage in one-on-one drills. Everyone talked about him and then he goes to the combine and he runs a 4.36. Holy crap.
1: Yeah. If
2: he gets second round capital. I mean, he's definitely going to go in the third round.
1: I think he this might be the guy that sneaks into the first round. I mean, with the with the athletic profile he just put on Yes, the athletic profile
2: and the film is good. The problem is, it's hard to find and you're not getting a lot. He's not being peppered, you know, with the 12 targets a game. That's not how the Bisons play. But man, watch the kick returns. His ability in the open field, you get him on those quick screens in the NFL. Remember Demarius, and he's not Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas was a physical freak with the size and the speed. But remember, Demarius Thomas would get those quick screens from Peyton That's Manning. Half of the, right. the
1: Broncos game back in, you know, the first couple of years of Peyton Manning's tenure there. Yeah, you know, so bubble screens and um, I see Watson crazy.
2: doing that at a lesser level because what you want, if he can avoid the first tackler, you get the block, you get the tackler, the tight end to kick out on the linebacker, and Watson can cut inside his open field vision. And his second level vision from kick returning is outstanding.
1: outstanding. Well, speaking of speaking of guys that we thought would be more explosive, yeah, or, you know, that we expect explosiveness out of. What are your thoughts on Wendell Robinson and what he did at the combine? The so, 40 time is not terrible until no. you look at his size adjusted and all you see. That. So
2: people are going look at I'm a size bigot. I just I'm not <laughs> drafting a 178. eight one seventy-eight. I'm just not doing yeah. it. I, then, never, I I don't have any Rondell Moore. I was very low on him last year. I had him lowest down my ranks of anyone. He was too small and he wasn't fast enough. And did, I remember I said this: his A dot at Purdue was awful. Did you see what his A dot was this year for the Arizona 4.3 Card- One
1: point three yards or something like that.
2: It's so bad
1: dude you know
2: what's funny they use him exactly like Purdue did the problem is the linebackers and the safeties close in the NFL right. right I mean that little one yard catch at Purdue he could take it for 25 yards you can't do that in the NFL so I mean I like Wendell Robinson but when you're 178 5'8 and he's only running like if he ran a 4-2-9 Maybe I could make an argument. Denny
1: Hollywood Brown, you know, yes, like something like that.
2: Yeah, but he ran a four-four-four. That's a weird
1: thing. Is like when you start to add that to a broad jump less than ten foot. That's and a and a, a vert less than thirty-five inches. Like, where's the explosiveness? That it's, you know, it's, like it's little bad. dudes are supposed to be able to to leap and and uh, run fast. And if you can't do that, you're not really showing much in the NFL level.
2: And I went back and watched a little Kentucky tape. They did scheme him open a little bit, like Purdue with Rondell Moore. Like, you could see design plays for him. Now, he was wildly successful with the play, right? But you had a coaching staff that decided, we are going to get the balls into this young man's hand, and we're going to do everything we can to make him successful. Hey, power to him. He did it. And when I looked at this is the stat, two stats that made me before I got the combine 72% catch percentage. That's amazing. This is the boast one, a 45% team aerial dominator in the SEC.
1: Golly.
2: And then I like the film, but the athleticism isn't there. I just, I'm not going to do it.
1: I'm just going to say he went, he, he had 12 catches against Georgia.
2: He's unbelievable.
1: How many yards did he have? Oh, it wasn't much. wasn't it like 80 or 70? No, no, no. It was 39 yards. Oh, my God. Yeah. 39 yards on 12 carries. He's not He's not breaking tackles and, and making people miss in the open field when and you then, have actual, actual NFL talent out there.
2: And you just That's said, cool. you know what? In the NFL, they're going to close like Georgia.
1: They're all like that. You know, like, all like that. Everybody, everybody in the NFL is a, is a Georgia-quality defensive player. I mean, yeah. Sorry.
2: Sorry, Larry. Even the Jets close on players like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he's not going to do that in the NFL.
1: If you're not able to do it against some elite competition in college, it scares me. And yeah. then when you put an athletic profile that's subpar, really just, like, eh.
2: He could go early day three. And then I'm, I'm so – he'd have to earn second-round draft capital. I just don't see it right now. I just don't see it. Like, how could you take him over Sky Moore at this point? The only way is if you're so SEC biased – you would take the SEC kid over the Mac kid. But when you match up their profiles, Sky Moore is a better talent right now. And watch the Sky Moore film. He's good on film at Michigan at Western Michigan. So, I mean, let's see which one goes first. I think it's an interesting question. I'll tell you guys I like Alex Pierce, Cincinnati. I think people are a little overrating him. I don't love his film. I do like the athletic profile, 4 4 one 6, 3, 2, 11. Yum, yum. Mm-hmm. But he also played with an NFL quarterback. He played with Desmond Ritter. And I don't think Desmond Ritter is the most accurate passer. Uh-huh. But he did play on a good football team with an NFL-level quarterback. And the production is not there. Even his team aerial dominator, he was the best player on Cincinnati. He only had a 26% market share. That's not outstanding. A guy like him in the American Athletic Conference, he should have like a 40% market share because he's so much better than everyone else and no teammate was demanding catches. So that is to me a warning sign that people are just kind of ignoring. And I like him. I have a third round grade. But, but I think people some people are thinking second round pick now I don't see it on film. and when I when I look at the AC, AAC and, and Desmond Ritter, I don't see that. the upside, Justin Ross, I hope the spinal injury is healed. I am rooting for the young man freshman breakout. you want to see great tape of an 18 year old. Go watch Justin Ross at Clemson his freshman year.
1: Oh man. Outstanding, right? dude? I wish he hadn't you know fallen apart his fall into million pieces or whatever. Cause yeah, he was sick. He was, he was sick, dude. dude. Wow.
2: So I have him at number 16. And then I think he's going to get drafted. He was I had him outside my top 30. Kevin Austin, Notre Dame. You're that athletic at 6'2, 200 pounds. 443
1: 415 671. That's crazy. It, the, dude, the six seven one is the insane number.
2: That's the insane number.
1: <laughs>
2: you put him in the slot at six foot, two no what uh six two two hundred pounds with that burst and agility. <laughs> He's gonna be a major problem. <laughs> Like that is a major problem at the NFL level. So I find him fascinating right now. Kevin Austin, where does he land with draft capital?
0: Hmm. So where do you think us like a, are the quarterbacks going to fall back to the end of a super flex draft right now?
2: Um if everyone... you said, go ahead. without landing spot, I think only one will go in the top six. And I think you'll find value at the quarterback. Position in a super flex.
1: That's really interesting. You know, this I year, do. all years. like Because complete... what's happened,
2: these wide receivers are getting so much press. Wow. I think the top six are in the books Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Jameis Williams, Drake London. Done. Wow. They're done. Unless someone like you mentioned it before, Malik Wills goes to Pittsburgh. Maybe he slips in there. Hmm. But the Sam Hopkins. Whoever the other three are going to be values in Superflex, I think they're going to be sitting there for you. I have a feeling I'm going to have a lot of Sam Howell. I think he's going to be sitting there in the second round for me, just like Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson was. He's mm. just going to be sitting there, and I, I don't care. I'm just going to take it. I can't let him fall as a Superflex quarterback with 800 yard rushing upside in college. I can't let him slip.
1: That rushing production is really strange to me. Oh, like, he went from like, uh, you know, just trash runner. You know, I think he had a hundred something carries a year before and averaged less than two yards a carry. And yep. now he you know, he puts up four and a half yards a carry and rushes for 800 and something yards. Like it just it's such a weird stat. And the I don't even know what to make of it. Like well- is it repeatable? Is it was it an outlier season? I don't know.
2: I'll say this. It is outlier. I don't think he'll ever get 800 yards in the NFL.
1: No, no, no. Clearly. Not. But can he get 400? Yes. Is that guy? Really? Absolutely.
2: He'll get That's 400 cool. really in the really NFL. About, like... Early in his NFL career, he'll get 400 yards rushing. Interesting. I do. He's oh, a much better athlete than given credit for. Yeah. He's much better athlete than people give him credit for. I'm a fan.
0: With these late round... Uh quarterbacks falling they're just going to fall into prime spots and yeah they're going to they're going to have every opportunity to succeed
1: you're going to have you're also going to find in in dynasty drafts you're going to find contenders who have late late first rounders that maybe have aging quarterbacks or retired quarterbacks are able to pick up a quarterback this year I I,
2: i had a team my friend i had a team that won the championship um ben roethlisberger was my third quarterback if any of those four quarterbacks are sitting with the 12th pick, I'm taking them.
1: Yep.
0: So,
2: <laughs> I mean, I just have to. I have a great team. Yeah. I have Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. I'm all right in the backfield. So I've got to take, I, I have Dak Prescott, um, and who is my other? Uh Tua and Roethlisberger. So I'm gonna yeah. have to take one of those quarterbacks. And I'm fine with that. You yeah. know, I, I'll do it because I'm hoping. I'm, uh, hopefully no one who plays with me in that league is listening. But I would love one of those starting <laughs> quarterbacks to fall to pick number 12. I have to take a starter and a super flex there.
1: Well, I hope that the people listen, that are in that league are listening. I'm just ah! And, you know, Larry, speaking of uh, listening and leagues. Yes. We – have an extra division in the Dynasty Hot Sauce Listener League, don't we?
0: Oh, baby, copy
1: league, yes. I actually had uh, one more. I didn't message you about it. Uh, I got one more person that had this that wanted really? it in this week. So yeah, and we actually okay. had somebody on Twitter asking about if it's on NFL or sleeper. Really? Huh? Yeah, but she's not down with she's not down with NFL. It doesn't look like so. Okay, that's too bad. Hoping that anybody out there listening that is interested in joining the Dynasty Hot Sauce Listener League with the big twist in there, drafting other people's picks, that uh, if you're interested, DM me, hit me up. Let's get you on the list. So you you message me, you're on the list. We'll cut it off, and when it's done, it's done. But
0: What's a copy league again?
1: Well, a copy league, see, down here in Mississippi, we we have, like, multiples. Now, let's not get too many copies, because I can't count real high. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: we'll start with two copies this year, all right? So we got one copy we drafted last year, and we'll have another division with a second copy of each player out there to trade. So yeah, you know, you can you can make you can if you want Russell Wilson after he gets traded to the Broncos today, you can go and look for two different Russell Wilsons in there and make an offer to both of those. uh, Oh,
2: I get it now.
0: Fancy. It's It's basically two leagues that are sharing the universe together.
1: Okay, so multiverse, if you will. Yeah. A multiverse.
0: Multiverse. So <laughs> you have two, you have two 12 team leagues and they, and you can, you can't start two of the same player, but you got, you can trade, you can make trades with everybody. You can't Especially. roster
1: more than two, more than one copy of the right. player, but you, you got options for trades. Right. So, so yeah. We're expanding. Flex. Let us know if you want in and uh yeah. we'll, we'll throw you in there. We don't know when the, when the startup is going to be for this. We have no idea. It's when it fills up. Yeah, hey, whatever. To get it going.
0: I just got my text message from my
1: wife. Ah <laughs> I know, I know those text messages.
2: I remember those years, my
1: friend. <laughs> Wait a minute. Were texts around when you when your kids were that age? Hold on a second now. Yeah, you didn't I get a beep, you didn't get a beep, your beeper didn't go off. <laughs> <laughs> not with my oldest but with my youngest i should say
0: man we cannot thank john lob enough the Gridiron scholar at gridiron skull nine one fantasy football analyst from ff diehards nfl draft bible oh my god great follow on twitter thanks so much for for coming on friend of the show man if we have a draft party again this year hopefully uh you'll make another appearance so oh, i
2: would love to no question. But, uh,
0: yeah, man. Uh, I was so looking forward to this show. And, man, thanks again for coming on with us.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I had a great time tonight, gentlemen. I love talking rookies, and I love Dynasty Fantasy Football. Thanks for having me on.
1: John, right. thanks for coming on, brother. We we much appreciate it, and we really enjoyed it. So, Justin, what else? Anything else you want to talk about? Nothing? Sure. Rashad White? James Cook. Out of energy after John's energetic. uh,
0: (laughs) Oh, don't trap Sam Howell. That's all for me, baby Sam Howell. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hook
1: Sauce Pod. one two three four Larry
0: Monkey and Justin Rogers talking Dynasty football, baby.